0: What is up, guys? And Welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. This is episode number seven. This one's all about macronutrients. But before we get into that, if this is your first time checking out the show, thank you so much for checking it out. Honestly, I really do appreciate it. And if you're wondering what the whole thing is about, what Strength of Body and Mind is really about, and why we built this brand and built this podcast, it is because of our belief, all right, my core belief that the mind and body play a way closer connection in things like fitness and in physical health than most people understand. There are a lot of people that have looked into it and have written some content about it and talked about it, uh, but it's a really a widely understudied and and widely misunderstood topic. And I know this, and I want to share what I know and what I've experienced and what I think I can help people to understand about themselves about this topic. Okay, so this is more than just a casual topic to discuss here and there. This is something that this is almost a movement that I want to create to get people to understand that they have the ability to create the mindset in order to achieve the physical goals that they want, whatever those are. Okay, so Let's dive right into this. Okay, so macronutrients. If you're new to health and nutrition, uh, maybe weightlifting, bodybuilding, powerlifting, stuff like that, and you start seeing this term macronutrients flying around, what does it mean? All right. And maybe you've looked into it. Maybe you have kind of researched it. And if so, this is going to be probably an extremely valuable podcast for you because it's going to be kind of further setting that information and what you may have learned already. Um, into your to brain, right? To lock it in, right? To make it more concrete. Um, if you're brand new to it, okay. I think this is going to be extremely eye-opening for you, and it might take uh, a, a couple of days or whatever to to digest. But just just have a listen because it is important, okay? So, macronutrients. Well, essentially, you can look at it like this: um, the things that we digest can be broken up into macro and micronutrients. I know there's going to be some nutritionists out there that are going to step right in here and and throw down the hammer and say, oh, no, 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 no. There's all this other stuff. But in terms of the way that the average person should understand it to not overcomplicate is that you have your macronutrients and you have your micronutrients, okay? And they are exactly what they sound like. In other words, macro, that's the big picture high volume, high amount type of stuff that we need day in and day out in order to grow our bodies, in order to sustain our bodies, okay? And these things, these nutrients, these macronutrients, the big picture um, governing nutrients are fats, carbohydrates, and proteins, okay? Just those three. And then micronutrients, well, that's essentially the opposite, okay? In a macro-micro-complete total profile. The micro is the stuff that you need on a daily basis or routine basis, maybe not daily. That's smaller in quantity. And it's usually like your vitamins and your minerals things like that, potassium, stuff like that. And you get a lot of that from eating a whole bunch of different foods, um, vegetables. Some people take multivitamins. There's a lot of ways, right? Fruits. There's a lot of ways to get a lot of that stuff. And it's It's hard to see the direct ROI sometimes on your body from that stuff, but those are the things where if you go deficient on them for an extended period of time months, years you'll start to really see some part of your body like start to like really start to wane. Right, so if you're like really low on potassium, you know you could start to have all kinds of health effects, including even like hallucination. Right, that kind of the hallucinations can actually occur if you're low on potassium. Um, so things like that. So micronutrients, right? They're smaller dosage stuff. You usually need them daily in the the quantities of like milligrams or micrograms, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, versus macronutrients, where when I said earlier you need them in higher volumes, you usually need them in the tens or hundreds of grams. Okay. And it all depends on your goal. Now, there is no perfect macronutrient micronutrient ratio, and there also is no perfect macronutrient breakdown. Let me explain what is a macronutrient breakdown? Okay. So if you've been looking into this at all, you've, and you're trying to lose weight or gain weight, or you have some very specific fitness goal or something, uh, or health goal or weight goal or whatever BMI goal, you've probably looked into this. You've probably seen all these different ratios, all these different profiles and people come up with a, like a quote unquote, perfect profile where I'm going to have this much fat for every, for this many grams of fat for every one gram of carb for every one gram of protein. Right. So they have like a, you know, like a two-two-one. You know, just some some random, uh, t- some pr- random profile they came up with that worked for them, or that they heard about, or something. Um, that is a profile. A profile is your ratio. It is your split, if you will, meaning your number of grams of fat per your number of grams of protein per your number of grams of carbs. That is like your ratio, whatever that ends up being. Um, but it's different for everybody, and it's different in every situation. Okay, So if you're trying to put on lean mass, as an example, your macronutrient profile is probably going to be way higher in carbs, as an example, um, and and maybe even protein. I don't know. It depends on the body. And your fat could be high or low. Versus if you're trying to cut, right? If you're not trying to put on lean mass or you're not trying to put on, you're trying to cut mass, you're trying to drop weight, you're trying to maybe maintain some muscle or something, but you're trying to drop fat, you might have a lower fat, um, lower carb, higher protein macro profile because that's what works for you. Okay, so I guess the big takeaway here on the macro profile thing is that nobody knows anything about anybody else's ideal, quote unquote, macro profile for whatever they're trying to achieve, except that person who's actually going through it. And they only will understand that through testing. So there's really good starting points, right? And I'm, I'm going to provide you guys with some starting points too. Um, it, it's like, it's a, basically a formula that you run through mathematically to come up with a good starting point. But then from there, after two, three, four weeks, of staying consistent with it, you have to make some, you likely have to make some adjustments. And I truly believe that there's not one person on this planet that can give you a macro profile unless they get lucky, honestly. They can give you a macro profile that they calculated based on your height, weight, activity level, blah, 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 age, and gives you that and it is absolutely perfect for what you're trying to do. I truly believe that. So, uh, whatever you do, just be willing to change, be willing to pivot. Don't stick to whatever you start using and, um, try to listen to your body a little bit and try to get a feel for how your body's reacting to certain things. Cause if you actually stop for a second and listen and like really pay attention and track your weight every day and like, and really look at yourself for a good long 30 seconds in the mirror every day, um, you'll understand Intuitively, if you're taking in too much fat or too many carbs or too many grams of protein, uh, you'll just, you'll know, you'll be able to, to read your body and figure that out. Okay. So we know what macronutrients mean. We know what micronutrients mean. Okay. Why do we track them? If we know that calories are King, for example, like, you know, that if you're trying to lose weight, um, and there's been a lot of people that have like taken this and kind of spun this off into different directions. But in general, right, it goes way back to the basics. Your net net calories are always going to be the king for losing weight. Um, there's a lot of people who will say you need to cut carbs out of your diet completely, or you need to t- cut fat down to five. You know what? What? some weird crash diet or something. Uh, in general, it comes down to calories. And if you cut carbs out of your your diet completely, um, chances are you're not going to be able to take in enough other foods that have zero carbs that can amass to the calories your total daily calories that you would have had if you had carbs in your diet, um, even a little bit. It's just the way that like you just the body just can't ingest that much. And, um, and then you start to get into things like keto and what happens when your body goes into ketosis. I'm not going to get into that right now. I'm talking specifically about macros. But the reason we track them instead of just counting calories is because you can have calories from a shit source or you can have calories from a quality source. And they are different. And the way the body handles them is different, and also they are macronutrient for a reason. Okay, so let me explain that. If you have two thousand calories, but it's all from like a really heavy sugar source, like let's say you eat an entire uh, family-sized bag of like Skittles or something, right? That's going to have a ton of calories. Okay, Um, it's going to have a ton of carbs. It's fat free, I think. So you're going to have zero fat and there's obviously zero protein in it, right? Or like a gram of protein. So you're getting all these calories in, you're staying in the caloric value, like maybe the caloric target for your day even, but you're getting all of that nutrients, uh, if you want to call it that from like pure refined sugar. Okay. So your body's going to have all, it's going to have this crazy reaction where this huge sugar spikes, your insulin is going to go crazy. You're not going to be providing your muscles with any protein, right? So you're not going to, you're not going to see any real protein synthesis. And if you have any, um, any muscle development attempts going on, they are going to wane as a result of that because you're not getting anything to feed them. And same with the, uh, with your fats. I mean, fats have a critical role in the body. And if you decide to take in zero fat, not low fat, zero fat or next to zero fat, um, same thing, right? Your body needs fat in order to continue to develop. It does. That's why it is a macro nutrient. It's a big picture nutrient. Um, and So the reason we track them is to make sure that we know exactly what macronutrients we're putting in our body. And because we know exactly what macronutrients we're putting in our body, we're able to then know exactly how many calories we're putting in our body and from what source they are coming from. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about a very specific macronutrient profile that I've used that I'm actually currently using as of March uh 2018 and for cutting okay but before i do i do want to point out that if you aren't consistent if you have a macronutrient profile that you come up with and you use it for a couple days but then you start kind of wavering because you feel like it's working and this is really common by the way if you start seeing that it's working and you start getting too comfortable and you start wavering from it and one day you eat a ton of uh like carb heavy like candy, like carb-heavy Swedish fish or something, uh, and you know, but you're low on fat, and you know you hit your caloric target though, and then the next day, you know you feel bad about it, so you eat way less, so you undereat, and you don't hit any, you don't hit your caloric target, you don't hit any of your macro targets, but then the day after that, you stick to your normal profile, and you just kind of come in like right in the middle of the road. If you do that over and over again, you have this weird kind of oscillating back and forth inconsistency. And what that's going to do is give you absolutely no clarity, no understanding as to how your body's reacting to you sticking to that macro profile. And that's going to lead to you probably, because you don't understand it, probably not reaching your goal. And... Like I said earlier, there is no person on this planet that's going to be able to give you a macro profile that's going to be 100% guaranteed to work for you for your goals. And so you need to be able to read your body, understand your body, and listen to it and make the tweaks that are necessary in order to do whatever needs to be done in order for your body to hit that goal. So you can't go wavering left and right and just going way off the rails every other day. Okay, you need to stay consistent. Um, I'm gonna do a whole podcast episode on how to actually stay consistent and stay sane because happiness is a huge factor here. And this is not a like this is not an imprisoning diet kind of way to look. I don't want anyone to look at it like that. This is a a general sort of uh, approach to how people should eat in general, like through just throughout the day, every day. But it's because it's not specific food, because it's not a crash diet. I truly believe that everybody can adapt to this very very easily and stay happy. They can still eat certain things that they didn't think they probably could like you know pe- like you can fit junk food into this kind of thing. You just need to do it smart. You need to be intelligent about it and there's a way to do it. And so before I get into all of that because that's going to be a separate episode, I want to talk about the macro profile that I'm currently following to cut. Now my intent here was to cut down um about 10 to 15 pounds. Okay. I don't have the specific number because I don't really believe in setting a specific number in a specific period of time. Uh, I'm not doing a competition or anything like that. I'm not trying to make weight for a sport. I'm not trying to make weight for a fight or anything. You know, that's, I'm, this is just for me, my personal goals. And, uh, what I did was I decided I'm going to go on a 12 week cut. All right, This is what's going to happen. And it was from uh, the first week of March all the way through the last week of May into the first week of June. Okay. And 12 weeks total, I want to lose 10 to 15 pounds. Uh, but I want that all to pretty much be fat. Okay. I wanted that to all be whatever excess I put on between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And not that it was a lot, but it, you know, it's, it's, you can think of it as a summer, summer shred, right? This is what it is basically, right? Spring into summer. And, um, it's common. Tons of people do it. It works really well. It makes you feel really good about yourself come summertime. And um, so what I did was I took my body weight, my age, my activity level on a daily basis at my job, okay, and I calculated out what is going to be ideal for me. Now, my maintenance calorie target, everybody has a maintenance calorie target. Uh, it's going to be difficult if you're extremely overweight or underweight because your maintenance calorie is target is not to keep you at that weight that you're at. Your maintenance calorie target is to keep you at the weight that your body probably naturally wants to be at, which is typically, uh, there's a lot of controversy around this, but it's typically around that BMI number, right? Plus or minus, you know, a little bit. And so my maintenance calorie target for my age, my dimensions and my uh, activity level is about 3,000 calories, okay? And I'm 33 years old, I'm just under six feet tall, I'm 5'11 and change. I'm relatively active throughout the day, I'm on my feet a lot. I'm not talking about gym activity, I'm talking about day-to-day activity. Um, so I'm, I'm taking my kid everywhere, I'm um, doing a ton of stuff around, like office, and the house, and I'm on my feet all day, um, pretty active, okay? I also go to the gym, Typically six, sometimes seven days a week, and while I'm there, it's ninety minutes to two hours, typically, uh, if I can do it. Sometimes it's less. Depends on life, right? I also play hockey recreationally. Uh, I coach hockey. I coach. Ba- I, you know, I'm just. I'm on my feet a lot. I'm moving around. So, because of that, I have a three thousand calorie uh, maintenance target, and that's going to keep me at uh, where I was, which was about one ninety seven ish, like 195 to 197. But then again, that was with a, um, a body fat percentage. It's probably around 18%. Okay. Which for a lot of people is really good. And for a lot of people, it's like double or triple what they actually want to be at. Okay. Some people want to be at six, 7% and, um, you know, they're super into bodybuilding. Now I don't want to get that low, but I would love to be between 10 and 13%. Um, so that's kind of, that's more what I'm interested in than actually losing pounds. But I know that by losing 10 to 15 pounds, doing it this way, that I'm actually going to shed that body fat, like that actual body fat, not weight necessarily, but body fat and get to where I want to be like aesthetically. Okay. So my profile looks like this, okay? It's 2,500 calories to cut, meaning I took my maintenance calorie target of 3,000, I subtracted 500. So now 2,500. And then to hit that 2,500, I looked at what I'm trying to do and knowing what I know about my body, this is important, knowing what I know about my body and how it reacts to the macronutrients, okay? I created a profile that was... Um, 70 grams of fat, 270 grams of carbs, and 200 grams of protein. Okay, now this works really, really well for me. It's a little bit more carb heavy than some people would use when they're cutting. Okay, but it's what works for me. Now, I know what my body does with protein and and does with carbs based on the gym schedule that I have and the regimen that I'm putting my body through. And when I'm bulking, for example, I would go to something similar just in higher numbers, okay? Um, And probably the ratio would be a little bit more carb-intensive. But by going through this profile, 70 grams of fat, 270 grams of carbs, and 200 grams of protein, I am getting myself to that 2,500 caloric target and I know that the sources that I'm using to get to that target are what I put together in order to meet not only the caloric target, but also the macro target. So for those who are interested, what am I doing meal-wise to get there? Because that's always a big question too. And I will say that I have gotten myself into a rhythm where I love the things that I eat a lot. Like if I go out somewhere, I'm basically going to try and order a version of the thing that I would have made at home anyway, just because the taste and I love it. I, I, it makes me happy. Okay. Which is extremely important. I wouldn't be able to eat some shit meal that I hated every single day, no matter what my fitness goal was. I would not be able to sustain that. I don't think anybody can sustain that for very long. It's a bad way to live. And it's honestly, it's a quick path to failure. Uh, so What I eat every morning is eggs, egg whites, and oats. I'm not going to break down like what amount of each of these. I'm just going to give you in general. Maybe I'll post it on the blog sometime. I don't know. But I eat eggs, egg whites, and oats. Okay, that's it. Um, And then I go and I usually lift in the morning. All right. And then after I lift, uh, I have a two scoop shake, protein shake, and one to three rice cakes. Right, uh, depending on how uh, cardio-intensive or weightlifting-intensive that day was. Usually it's, well, I don't do a ton of cardio in the morning. But anyway, one to three rice cakes and a two-scoop shake. Okay? I had that immediately following my workout. Um, and then around 12, I have some form of lean meat, usually chicken, uh, some kind of rice, either brown rice or jasmine rice, And then a good amount of vegetables, usually broccoli, asparagus, spinach, uh, spring mix. Um, I mix that all in. I basically make a giant burrito bowl out of all that, throw in some hot sauce and some black pepper. And that is, for me, one of the the best meals in the world. (laughs) I just love it. I don't know. Uh, And then dinner time, right? Later on at night, I have a... Salad. It's usually pretty huge. I make it in a big mixing bowl and it's got a whole head of romaine in there. It's got some spinach. Um, Again, I throw in some more lean meat, either chicken or uh, ground turkey, um, turkey burgers cut up, um, lean steak if I can get it, fish sometimes, and I put that all together. Um, I don't saturate it with dressing. If I do, I use fat-free dressing and I don't use very much. Uh, depends on what I'm doing. I don't, um, you know, I don't load up on like, I don't throw cheese in there. I don't throw croutons in there. Nothing like that. Just vegetables, basically a giant bowl of vegetables and some meat, Uh, throw in some banana peppers, you know, something to spice it up. And then later on that night, I'll have, um, I'll have another shake. All right. Now in order to hit my carb goals, sometimes I need to throw in like a protein bar or um, some peanut butter you know, I do something like that to supplement it, but I never try to, to fill in with food that I know is going to be like just basically shit junk food. As much as I love junk food, as much as I love pizza, as much as I love like chips, like Doritos and stuff, there's really, those are the things that there's kind of no room for in, uh, in the amounts that people would actually want. Meaning I could have five or 10, literally five or 10 Doritos Um, and then just kind of like make room for it by cutting out certain things or whatever. But I don't really enjoy eating five or 10 Doritos. (laughs) I don't know about you, but when I go to rip into something like that, I want to eat like, like a good amount of them. I don't know why it's like, it's a party snack, right? So they're made to be like that. Um, so I just don't even bother and I'm fine with that. Uh, but I, you know, I know people that have to have a little, like, they like really, really like something sweet. So they'll have, um, like a half of a, of a piece of candy or something like that, just to, just to satisfy that little craving. And you know, that's fine. That works. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but that's my, that's generally my meal breakdown. Okay. So I get most of my carbs for those who are wondering from rice, from oats. Um, I do eat pop, do pop chips. If you've ever had pop chips, they're awesome. Um, but I use it like either a whole grain or some sort of uh, organic source. Um, and I don't, I don't, I try not to get them from sugar. I basically don't take in any sugar. Um, and then I get most of my fats from meat, eggs. Um, and honestly, that's pretty much it peanut butter. Uh, I don't eat cheese really, uh, but that's just a personal preference. I'm just also not a big fan of dairy. And then uh, I get most of my proteins from obviously meat, eggs. There's a little bit in some of those vegetables, and then shakes. Which kind of takes me to my next topic, which is supplements, supplementation. You know, where does that fit into this whole thing? And honestly, people lose track of what supplementation means and supplements and what that really is all about. Those were never designed to be, even though they're kind of marketed this way, they were never designed to be a magic thing, like a magic weapon or a secret weapon or like the key thing that you're missing they were never designed to be that and they are not that, okay? If you're not taking in any supplements, don't worry about it, okay? That's just going to take you from, you can get 95% of your success off of just food and that extra 5%, maybe you, you fill that in with supplements. Now, I use some supplements, but the main one that I think is, is important is protein powder, but only if you're legitimately not reaching your protein goals, Okay, now for me, since I'm trying to hit 200 grams of protein a day and I don't think I could take in another meal, I could restructure it and figure it out, but this is just easier. Um, I don't think I could take in another meal to hit that protein goal without violating some of the other macros that I've got going on. And so for me, it's easier to have a two scoop shake immediately following my workout. Plus you digest it very, very quick, by the way, uh, like a whey protein shake. Um, which is great for post-workout because it just floods your muscles with protein. Anyway, I have a two-scoop shake immediately following my workout. And so that's that's supplement one. And then I have a one-scoop shake usually at night uh, before bed. And that is really for me to get another 65, 66, whatever, grams of protein in um, at the cost of about three, four hundred and fifty, five hundred calories and like close to zero carbs. So, you know, that's, that's the way to do it if you're struggling to get those protein numbers high. It's actually a great way to do it, but it's not the only way to do it. And when it comes to all the other supplements, you don't need them, okay? Straight up, you don't need them. They do help though, okay? So for me, even though this is a macronutrient-based podcast episode, I'm just real quickly going to run through what I use. Um, I do use a pre-workout in the morning because I don't drink coffee before the gym. Uh, pre workout's awesome. gives you a spike of energy. And then I do use um, branched-chain aminos. I like essential amino acids uh, mixed in with my water one to two times a day. Those are definitely not necessary, but they do help. So if you're at the level where you're working out a lot and you kind of are feeling that you 're not recovering maybe quick enough they do help uh, but they 're not they 're not absolutely necessary. You get most of your amino acids through normal production in your body. The problem is when you work out really hard, your amino production goes down, and there's some aminos that you don 't produce that you have to get from food so the combination of your amino acid production being down uh, temporarily while you 're like going through this catabolic state of just hammering your muscle groups and then maybe you don't eat the stuff that would give you the essentials. It just kind of makes sure that you get all that stuff in you and you never really have a dip. So I drink mine during my workout and then I drink one again, like way later in the day. Uh, It also is kind of a way to switch up just from drinking monotonous water. I do drink a lot of water. Water is great. Everybody needs to drink water Uh, and you still get your water and hydration when mixed with BC double A's like branch chain aminos. So that's just one of the things I do, but um you know, I, I said something there that I hope resonates with people that uh, it's really about happiness, okay? And it, it's, it's about switching things up. It's about making sure that you are enjoying what you're doing. Because if you're not, you're never going to be successful. I mean, that's something that I think we can all agree with is more of a, a life understanding, right? With our jobs and our family life and whatever, if we're not loving the person we're with, it's never going to really work, right? Even though we try to convince ourselves or if you're not loving the job you're in, if you don't actually love it, you know, the chances of you staying there forever are very low. And if you do stay there forever, you're going to be miserable and it's going to affect your life in other ways. Well, the same thing goes for this guys. If you're not loving your diet, if you don't really truly enjoy it, then you're not going to stick with it. And the only way to truly enjoy it is to make sure that there's a good balance there. All right. For me, I don't need to eat a lot of sugar to be happy, but I know a lot of people do. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people need to have something sweet every day and and otherwise, otherwise they're just going to be bitchy and they're going to like get nasty and, uh, they're going to take it out on people and, it, that's just not the way to live. Like you can you can fit in a cookie or you can fit in that stuff. That's not a problem. Um, it doesn't make any sense to go on this like super strict diet and expect to stay there, knowing that you're miserable. Okay. Um, so I dri- like here's some examples. All right. I love and I don't even give a shit. I love Diet Mountain Dew. I do. It's my favorite. Uh, when I was a kid, it was Mountain Dew. So thankfully, there's a Diet Mountain Dew because it's zero calories and zero sugar, and zero fat, and zero carbs. Now, there's so many arguments, and I'm sure there's people out there right now already typing something up uh, about the damaging effects of artificial sweeteners and all this other stuff. Like I know Diet Mountain Dew is not a natural thing. I know it's not a whole food, okay? But if I, if I don't drink it, or, or something along those lines, like I just, I, I love having a diet soda, you know, every day or every other day or something. Um... And if I don't have one of those, like I, I don't, I don't immediately start to get nasty or pissed off or whatever, but it's like, it's just one more thing that keeps me grounded. It reminds me that I'm human and it doesn't, it doesn't screw with my, uh, fitness goals because of its nutritional profile and it just, it works for me. And there's other things, you know, people don't like soda, but they like, you know, whatever this, that, some other dessert, or they like having, um, some like chips, I don't know, anything, uh, cheese, right? Cheese is another killer. You know, you can, you can make room for all that stuff and hit your goals. It, it comes down to your body and understanding your body, which is why people can't just go out and assign other people a macro profile to get whatever result they want because happiness and the mindset, this is what this podcast is all about. The mindset part of this is the key component. All right. It's everything. Anybody can go through tactical execution of eating a meal every day that is supposed to be quote unquote perfect for you. But if you're not happy, if you're not satisfying that mind component and only you can do that by the way, um, then you'll never be successful. And that, so that is the most important. That is the foundation for it all. That's the pillar. So if that goes down, then the whole thing breaks, right? The system absolutely breaks, okay? So I I need everybody to understand that. Any fitness goal is going to be based entirely around that mindset component and that happiness component and that mental clarity and understanding and satisfaction component, okay? Um, So I just want to recap real quick, right? Macronutrients, what are they? Fat, carbohydrates, and protein, that's it everything else falls in some other category. Those are your macros. What are they? All right. Fat equals 9 calories per gram of fat. Carbs equal 4 calories per gram of carbohydrates. And protein also equals 4 calories per gram of protein. Okay. So again, 9 calories per gram of fat, 4 calories per gram of carbs, Four calories per gram of protein. You can play with those numbers until you're blue in the face. Get to your like kind of ideal starting point, and then go from there. Now I do have some resources. Okay, they're going to be linked in the show notes. They're going to be linked in the website, SobanPodcast dot uh, that can get you started on calculating maybe where you should start. Again, start uh, with your macronutrient profile based on kind of what your goals are and um, there's some calculations in there, some formulas that you can go through. I think they're going to be super helpful for you if you're not sure what to do. So definitely go in and check those out if you are just starting out and you're interested. You can also reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to help you with whatever your goal is right now today. So um, also, if you know anybody that is interested in this stuff and is trying to make that leap from where they're at now to a more um, health conscious and Uh, physical development-based mindset and lifestyle, You know, link them to the podcast. I think I can bring a lot of value to a lot of people. That's my goal here. I want to do that. I want to help people understand the mindset, understand the physical execution to get to their physical and fitness goals. So uh, with that, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for checking it out. And uh, if you haven't yet, please rate and subscribe us on iTunes and I'll see you guys in the next episode. See you.